so this is my backup wedding ring. I left the house this morning and I didn't have my wedding band on. That's never happened to anyone here in the room, I assume. Early in our marriage, I was working at a camp and I would go and recruit college students and one of the trips, we, I left the house without my wedding band. And my coworkers gave me so much grief. Sam, you just got married. The world should know you're married. Got back to camp and I went to our lost and thank you, our lost and found. And there was an old silver wedding band that had been there for a long time and it fits. So this stays in my glove box. So if I ever leave the house, I can put it on. Why do, why do we wear a wedding, a wedding, wedding ring? What, what, yeah. Wav, twi wav, do you have the wing? Yeah. We, we wear rings so that the people around us know that we are in a relationship, right? That is like permanent, that we're in a covenant relationship with someone else. Actually, our song in our wedding, Great is Thy Faithfulness, was sung over us. Sometimes I don't think I wear my faith publicly. I'm a pastor, right? This is where I'm supposed to do it. Like I could and maybe should. Why? There's a study that was just a few weeks ago released by the Wall Street Journal. The title of the article is America Pulls Back from Values That Once Defined It was the title of the article. Um, again, America Pulls Back from Values That Once Defined It. And in it, it compares how many percentage-wise Americans in 1998, some 25 years ago versus now, would have listed these items as very important to them. So, having children, 1998, 59% in our country would say having children was very important to them. Today, 30% having children very important to them. 1998, 25 years ago, community involvement, 62%. Today, 27%. Money, having money personally, has risen from 31% to 43%. We want it more maybe because we have less, I don't know. Is that inflation? I don't know. Patriotism has dropped from 70% to 38%. Consider it very important to them. And then here we go, religion, people's faith, drops 62% to 39%. Now, we, we believe religion is a little different than what we would say we are, right? Religion is earning your way to God. We believe God has come to us through his son, Jesus. What is going on? Well, in this article, those that study surveys were saying, hey, something significant is happening in our culture right now. And if you read other people, a lot of people talk about this right now. Jim Dennison is writing a lot on this right now. For those of you that read his stuff, 
Uh, pastors are speaking on this a lot right now. John Tyson, Josh Howerton, more local here, talking about this right now. But there's a rise in our culture right now of the religion of self, some call it. This expressive individualism. And so, hey, if it's about a group and expecting a group to be loyal to a group, that's not what we should do. You need to be loyal to who you are. And your personal faith is great if it's private, but if it goes public, then you're forcing what you believe on someone else. And so the world is like pushing back on that. Have you all felt that? Have you seen that happening in our culture? Even in my own life, Christians have moved from being seen as respectable, at least in the social circles I've been in outside of my faith, to a little crazy and now almost threatening, oppressive. Here's the problem with it. The world doesn't realize that if we take out what we believe, and here's what we believe. We believe the world's not the problem. We believe there's an enemy, an adversary, Satan, who has prompted me to sin in my own heart and in my own life. The enemy was sin, but God has sent his son to redeem us and save us from it. And if you take that out as the enemy, then the enemy that was vertical, but that way, right, is removed and we have to move to horizontal enemies and we start fighting and thinking the person across the aisle is the enemy. What do we do? Well, the Bible shows us that there are a lot of people who stood up for what they believed and it wasn't because they were great people. In the book of Daniel, if you have the Bi- a Bible, I want you to grab it. And if you don't own a Bible, you can find one there in the pew in front of you. Um, and we'd love to give you that. If it's a, that this is how far it is in my Bible. It's kind of like a little past halfway through. Daniel is one of the prophets. And Daniel is going to prophesy the second half of the book. The first half of the book is about his story. Last week we saw in chapter 1 that God, who's in control, moves his people into exile to discipline them and also to share the light of Christ, not yet Christ, but their hope was in God sending a Messiah. And the the Babylon, this evil culture that's around them is trying to indoctrinate them in order to assimilate them, right? Y'all might remember this. And, And Daniel and his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they decide, no, we're going to set ourselves apart. We're not going to let that come into our lives and we're, we're going to live different. Holy literally means set apart and they do it in a very humble way. But they don't talk about their faith yet in chapter one. Chapter two, Daniel is going to make a public profession of faith. He's going to say in this culture in Babylon, that there is a God in heaven who relates to man and he's gonna point everyone's attention in the room to God. And I want y'all to see it today because our, our world needs it today. And, and frankly, if you're like me, it seems hard to do. All right, catching you up in the story because there's so much to read here. We're gonna separate chapter two into two Sundays because it's the longest chapter we have here. This king, anybody ever know the king's name, the bad king his name was? Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, it disturbs him. 
So he calls on his wise men around him that were with him at the time. Daniel and his friends were also wise men, but they weren't just with him apparently after the dream happened. And he says, I want you to tell me what I dreamed and its interpretation. And the wise men said, hey, great, tell us the dream and we'll tell you the interpretation. And he says, no, if you're really wise men, I want you to tell me the dream and the interpretation. And if you don't, I'm going to tear you limb from limb and I'm going to destroy your houses. Wow. Yeah. Start reading with me in verse 10. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, there is not a man on earth who can meet the king's demand for no great and powerful king has asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or Chaldeans. The thing that the king has asked is difficult. No one can show it to the king except the gods, lowercase g, whose dwelling is not with the flesh and they're separated from us and far from us. There's a distance between us and God, the supernatural things. We can't do it. Well, Daniel finds out about this and what does Daniel do? The first thing Daniel does is not go to the king and say, hey, let me tell you all about God. That's not the first thing Daniel does. The first thing Daniel does is get with his small group of friends and he prays. Uh, verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, that's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companions, and he told them to seek mercy to seek mercy, what are they going to do? They're going to go pray. Told them to go seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. If you're taking notes today, main point that I have today in this talk, and it's going to show up again in the book of Daniel, is our public profession starts with private prayer. In other ways, to say it, I know this is a lot of alliteration here, but courageous public profession starts with consistent private prayer and it was true in the life of Daniel is it true in your life right now well he goes and he prays he knows that again the theme of the book of Daniel God is in control right God is in control and he is present in his life he goes to this God who is in control he meets with this God and God gives him the same dream and the interpretation. Daniel then just praises God. Thank you, God, Father of heaven and earth. I mean, you can read about it if you want to later. And then he goes to the king. Pick up with me in verse 26. The king declared to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream that I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered the king and said, no wise men, enchanter, magicians, or astrologers, again, the stars, he's going to shine like a light in this dark place right now in the room. The astrologers can show to the king the mystery that the king has asked, but, but there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. I'm going to keep reading, but before I do, I want you to see even his humility in this. He is going to not get up and say, hey, I've got it, king. I know the interpretation. No, he does the opposite. He says, I don't got it. There's no man on earth that can do this, but there's a God who can. I think sometimes we confuse when it comes to publicly standing up for what we believe, that standing up for what we believe means I need people to look at me and how good I am and what I have done. No, that's not what public profession of faith is, right? It's no, I am not. Christians believe not that we're a better people than anybody else. 
We believe that God loves us enough to send his son to die on the cross to save us and we have been rescued from the destiny that we deserve and we get to share that with other people. Not that we're good and great, but that God is wonderful and awesome and has sent his son to save us, right? This is what he does. There is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries and he has made known to the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, not me, not I'm gonna make known, he, again, the difference between the two. Public profession is not about me, it's about he. Y'all with me? There's a difference. How do we know the difference? Again, if you're having personal, private prayer and meeting with the God who's in control, you know it's not about you. And then that overflows out of you when you're outside of that time of personal, private prayer. It, it helps when you're in public too. Again, he has made known to the king what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head as you lay in bed are these. <sighs> To you, O king, as you lay in bed come, came thoughts of what would be after this, and he who reveals mysteries made known to you what is to be. But as for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because of any wisdom that I have. Do you all see how he's just constantly placing himself? This is, the you have the gospel if you're a believer in Jesus, not because of anything good you've done. Not because of any wisdom that I have, more than all the living, but in order that the interpretation might be made known to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your mind. Now, next week, we're gonna get to look at this dream and it's radical because, da not David, Daniel is gonna be given by God, this God who's in control, this supernatural prophecy that has taken place throughout the history of the world. And there's one big one that has yet to happen, I believe, that's coming for us. And it's awesome, we're gonna look at it next week. But what I want you to see today, what I want you to see today is he went public with his faith in God. And that this public profession for him started in private prayer. Y'all hear that? This last week, we had someone in our church, we had someone in our church that had the opportunity to go private prayer but let it spill out into public. And she sent an email yesterday, and I asked if I could share it, she said yes. She was talking with a friend who she knew had a completely different faith background, and she first started sharing with her about her own personal private prayer life. And actually talking with her, asked her if she had a Bible. Girl said, no, I don't have a Bible, and she was talking, and, she, and then she said these words. Then she said, I find myself launching into the facts about Jesus. And said, praying is good, but there is only, she wrote this in all caps, and I think about Daniel's words, there is a God in heaven. She says, there is only one true God. And then she went straight to Jesus, all caps, presenting the gospel, and she, she's in filtered coffee down the street, right there at filtered. This is my first time to really present the gospel outside of my family. And I'm like, let me show you the three circles. And so she went, if you've been through our three circles training, and she started to design, sh just share the gospel through drawing circles in front of her. Anyhow, I wanted to share this experience with you. She, she said it was so good. She, shares this, she said this girl was receptive, asked questions. She didn't place her faith in Christ right then, but they, they agreed to meet again and to get together again and to talk about what Jesus had done for her again. 
says it is truly one of these things that once you have done it, you will never understand. And then I love this. I am not afraid to speak about Jesus, my faith, to share my testimony, but I've never been able to do it to this point where I got to present the gospel clearly to someone who's not a believer but yet very interested. What is she doing? She publicly is showing people publicly that she's in a relationship with God through her conversation. That's what she's getting to do today. How do you enter into that relationship with God? Again, it's not based on what we do. We believe that there is a kingdom and a king, not Nebuchadnezzar, he's not our hero. His name is Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. It's what we believe. In his love and by his grace, it's about him, not us, In his love and by his grace, he lived a perfect life. He died in our place and he rose again and he's coming back. This is what we believe, right? He did that for us and he's coming back to say, to rest, everybody, repent, believe, follow him. Be part of his kingdom now and forever. Let, Let your heart turn from your sin and the mess of this world, not on your strength, but because of the Holy Spirit showing you what Jesus has done, turn to him and follow him. Not perfect, we're not perfect, right? But he's leading us to live in love like Jesus, to become more and more like Christ is what he's inviting us into and we get to be part of this kingdom that's better than Babylon, much better than Babylon, now and forever. That's what he's inviting in our lives. Have you shared it? Have you sh- are you public? The world right now, the world right now is falling apart. And it's done this before. This is not new. Needing those who know the one true God to be bold, courageous, and public with their faith. And public profession starts with private prayer. Now, I'm gonna sit down here for a second. I'm gonna transition because I think this is a really fun day for us because we're gonna get to see people here in the room uh, take that first step of faith through baptism. In baptism, I mean, this is, Daniel was public with his faith as a believer already. And so that applies to all of us in the room. The Bible says that the first step of obedience and public profession of faith is baptism. And before we go much farther, I want you to know, like, this is exciting for us today to get to celebrate with these people as they are courageous and bold to say, I'm going to follow Jesus the rest of my life. I do think in future years, it's going to be a bigger deal even as people say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus in our culture. This is a big deal. It's a big deal. We had had 20 people that said, yes, I'm going to do that today, which is exciting. We had a few that said, I'm going to do that after our first service this morning. And so we've got a big crew of them that are up here right now. And there may be others in the room that are going to want to join them and say, yes, I believe in Jesus. In my private life, I've made a faith decision to follow Christ and I'm gonna make that public today. And so what I wanna do is I wanna try to answer three questions and for you, maybe if you're already a follower of Jesus, uh, you're thinking I'm not gonna get baptized today but maybe someone in your life is asking these questions. So I wanna be able to answer them for you but if you've never been baptized or if you've never been baptized by submersion or after, after you've placed your faith in Jesus, I wanna answer these questions. So first question I get is why baptism? You know the short answer to that, why baptism? Short answer to that is because it's commanded in the Bible. I don't want you to get baptized because the church is inviting you to get baptized. That's the wrong reason to get baptized. Don't get baptized because I go to a Baptist church. That's not why you get baptized. 
Jesus in the Great Commission, he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, go and make disciples of all nations, doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The first Christian sermon, Peter at Pentecost, after Jesus had gone up into heaven, he preached the gospel. There's a real king and real kingdom is loved by his grace. He lived a perfect life, died in place. He tells them the story and then the people around him say, what are we supposed to do now? And you know what he said to do? He said, repent, something should happen in your private, personal heart, your life, where you turn from your sin, believe in Jesus and follow, repent and what? Be baptized, be baptized for your forgiveness of sin. So why be baptized? The, the reason why to be baptized is not because you're in a Baptist church, it's because it's commanded in the Bible to be baptized. So some then ask, okay, well why submersion? Uh, some first hour said, is submersion even a word? Uh, thinking I was, yeah, submerse and immersion together. It is actually a word, thank goodness, because I, I usually mix up words, but why submersion? Uh, do y'all know that in the Bible we see baptisms happen over and over again? And the model in the Bible is submersion. Last week in our Bible reading, we read about Jesus getting baptized. The word baptism itself means to submerse. Uh, it was used in that culture for when a ship sank or when they would dip clothes and dye all the way down so that it would change colors. Baptism literally means that. But we see that when they were baptized, they would go into the water and come up out of the water. They were submersed in the Bible. And very few people, even churches that sprinkle, will argue with that. Why do we do that? If you were sprinkled, was that bad? No, that was not bad. If you were sprinkled as an infant, was that a da bad thing? No, that's a wonder. We're gonna have in a few weeks a baby dedication up front. And how cool it was that your parents wanted to set you aside as a follower of Jesus and their faith wanting you to follow Christ. That's an awesome thing. That's not a profession of your faith, right? If you've been sprinkled after conversion, not bad, but it's not the biblical model. And so we would invite you to consider doing that with us, okay? So why submersion? It's the biblical model. Third thing is not just why submersion, why baptism, but why now? Uh, I, I know many people who believe in Jesus who actually believe baptism is submersion and that's the biblical model, but they've never been baptized. And they will tell me, I think I'm gonna do that at one point. Uh, why now? Well, not because you're in a Baptist church. That's not why now. Uh, the, the biblical, again, model for baptism is every time we see it in Scripture, right away. I just told you about the sermon at Pentecost. At Pentecost, they baptized that day 3,000 people. If you want to look how they did it, there were all these mikvahs around where they would literally submerse people in the water. You can go see them right now. 3,000 people. Yeah, there's, there's around the Temple Mount where, Jesus, where Peter taught. There's all these places to baptize people. Uh, another fascinating story in Acts chapter eight, we see a man who's on fire for Jesus so much, like his personal life was following Jesus so much he could disappear from one place and appear in another place. He was one of the deacons in the early church called Philip. He ends up on the road to, I don't remember, the, I don't think the Bible tells us where the road is to, but on, on the road, there's a guy that's an Ethiopian eunuch reading out of Isaiah the prophecies of Jesus. And, and 
Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? And the guy says, no, I don't. How can I without someone to explain? He's like, I'm here to explain. And he says to him, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the passage, which is really cool. Yeah. He, he says to him, starting in verse 35, Philip opened his mouth, began with the scriptures, and he told him the good news about Jesus. The good news, there's a real king, a real kingdom, right? And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, hey, look, here's water. What prevents me from being baptized? Like, he's like, look, let's do this now. Here we go. Let's jump in, right? Uh, your translation may not have this. Some do have it because some, uh, some of the original manuscripts, verse seven, 37, is not part of. And so is it, Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, and you may, he replied, I believe that Jesus is the Son, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stop. They went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and they baptized him. Uh, some ask, why should I get baptized? Hey, if, if you personally, privately have made a decision to follow Jesus as your Savior and Lord and you haven't been baptized, my question back to you is, why not now? Really, why not now? Uh, we're gonna get to baptize a bunch of people right now and we wanna invite you if, if you're feeling led right now to do this, we don't wanna force you. In, if you haven't, don't believe in Jesus, we're gonna actually try to talk you out of doing this when we have a conversation here in a second. But we wanna invite you, we're gonna sing a few more songs, we're gonna, everybody's gonna stand up, and if you wanna do this right now, we'd invite you to go out the doors to the back to make yourself your way around. We have the next steps room right over here, and we'd love to have a conversation with you about what this looks like to potentially pursue getting baptized with us, okay? But before I pray and before I sing, you need to know, if you're in the room, you're a Christian, you've already been baptized, your public profession of faith did not stop when you got baptized, right? God wants you, like Daniel, to be bold. How do you get there, okay? Your, your personal prayer time, will, what I believe, is going to drive it. Your public profession will start with your personal prayer. Be faithful. Let him use you like he used Daniel. Y'all stand with me. Y'all stand with me. If you're feeling led right now to follow Christ, I'm going to invite you right now in your heart, God, if, if you believe what we've talked about, just say in some, some, some kind of words in your heart, personal, private prayer right now. God, I know I'm a sinner. I, I, I know I deserve punishment. Thank you for forgiving me by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. I'm ready to follow you. If you place your faith in Christ at any point just now or before and you haven't been, we'd love to have a conversation. Go out the doors to the back. We'll, we will meet with you and let's celebrate Jesus together. All right, go ahead and take a seat. This is where it gets fun, church. I don't know what I don't know what faith background you you uh, <laughs> I don't know what faith background you grew up in. Uh, I grew up Baptist, and we we were kind of pretty. Mm -hmm, that guy got baptized. Let's not be Baptist this morning. When when these people come out of the baptistry celebrating new life, let's let them hear it. Let's let them encourage them. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Here we Woo! go. All right. So, this is Walter, this is wife Elena right here, got to speak with them last week, uh, recently gave their life to Christ, so I'm pretty excited about that. So, 
Walter, on your shirt, you have the word amen. Tell us, tell us what that's about. It's uh, basically everything starts with God, ends with God, but it means agree with God, move with God, end with God, never doubt God. All right, fantastic. Now, Walter, is Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life? Absolutely. Are you getting baptized today to say, hey, this is a public picture that I want to follow Jesus the rest of my life? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, based on that public profession of your faith, Walter, it's my privilege to baptize you as my brother in Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we're buried with Christ in baptism. Raised walking here. Elena, I'm asking you the same question. You have a word on your shirt. What is it and what does it mean? My word is worthy. Um, I've never totally felt worthy in mm. life, and that includes of God's love. Mm. Um, my family's gone through some trials recently that has given me a strength that only God could give me. Amen. Um, and he has showed me that I am worthy of his love. Amen to that. You're right about that. All right. Well, Elena, is Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life? Yes. And you being baptized today is kind of as a public profession that you're going to follow Jesus the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yes. Well, based on that public profession of your faith, Elena, it's my privilege to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're buried with Christ in baptism. Ready used to walk in newness of life. Uh, I wrote grace because God's grace is amazing and I'm thankful to be here today. Mm. Mm. And do you believe Jesus is, is, is your savior? Yes, I do. And have you committed to follow Jesus as your Lord? Yes. Okay. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Emma Presley. Uh, <laughs> um, she accepted Christ actually right here at this church at a vacation Bible school in second grade. Um, we have lived and we've traveled a couple different places and in the Lord's kindness and the Lord's providence, he has brought us back here uh, where her mother and I were baptized in this church and, and among this family. And so it is a privilege to be able to baptize my daughter, Emma Presley, this morning. Emma, you wrote faith on your shirt. What is that? Why, why did you write that? Um, because I had to learn that whenever I was going through hard times to put my faith in Jesus and not in myself. Mm, that's beautiful. And it has been a privilege for her mother and I to watch her uh, grow in her faith and her knowledge and her love for the Lord. 
So, Emma, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Do you believe Jesus Christ is your Savior? Yes. Have you committed to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord all your life? Yes. Then it is upon your profession of faith that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Married with Christ in baptism. Raise the water. This is Maddie Locke, one of our students, and I've got a chance to get to know her a little bit. And Maddie, you wrote saved on your shirt. Why is that? Because I was lost for a long time, and he saved me, and he has a path, and he has a plan for me that I can't wait for. That's so. right. He does a great plan. Yes. A real clear plan for Maddie. So, Maddie, the questions that we have were, do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior? Yes. And are you willing to follow him the rest of your life? Yes, sir. Well, I get a chance to <laughs> baptize you as my sister in Christ. So I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in the world. My name is Lauren, this is Allie, this is my sister here, She's Meredith. Allie, what did you write on your shirt? Loved. Right. Why did you write loved? Because Jesus, God loves us no matter where we are, even if we sin, He still loves us. That's right. The Bible says God demonstrates His love for us. Even while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. Right. Okay. Do you believe Jesus is your Savior? Yes. When did you ask Jesus to be your savior? Pine Cove City last year. That's right, at Pine Cove City Camp last year. So have you committed to follow Jesus yes. as your Lord and the leader of your life? Yes. All right, so my sister's going to help. <laughs> I baptize you, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Yeah, as we do this, church family, and maybe this is new for you to watch baptism, I don't know, but you get to celebrate right now, right? This is what we get to do together, celebrating what Jesus has done in Jesus' life. Good morning. This is Corbin Davenport, and Corbin, you wrote adopted on your shirt. Why'd you do that? Uh -huh, because I was adopted by Jesus into uh, the kingdom of God. Amen. And Corbin is an adoptive father himself. So... Just knowing the intimacy of what that means for the father to adopt him as a son through Jesus, I know is a powerful thing in your life. And Corbin, uh, do you believe Jesus is your savior? Yes. And Corbin, have you committed to follow Jesus as your Lord? Yes. Well, so with that profession, I get to baptize you, my brother, 
the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. with me today. Can you tell everyone what, we, what you wrote on your shirt? I wrote fearless. Can't even see it, but it says fearless. Now, why did you write fearless? Because in the Bible it says, do not be afraid, and with God I'm fearless. That's right. Awesome. So do you believe Jesus is your Savior? Yes. Have you committed to follow Jesus as your Lord? Yes. That's awesome. Well, then I get to baptize you with your mom right here. All right. So, all right. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good morning, church family. Um, I have the great pleasure of baptizing my daughter this morning, but I also have um, some more good news to share. Uh, and uh, I just want to say that uh, thank you to God. First of all, we have a God who heals. He is our healer. He is our redeemer and restorer. Um, and uh, I want to say thank you to the church congregation and this family for praying for me. Uh, on January the 1st, I had a stroke, and then on January the 9th, um, I was diagnosed with stage 3 uh, A Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, as of April the 7th, which was Good Friday, um, I received the news that I was cancer-free. so powerful and it is the most powerful thing we can do as believers in Jesus Christ and um, I've had to really really rely on God to get me through all of this um, Proverbs 3 5 says trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding acknowledge him in all ways and he will make your path straight and why? Because our emotions fluctuate. Um, but we have a God who is never changing. He is constant. And he is real. And he is a good, good God. So I just want to say thank you to God again. And thank you, church family, for praying for me and my family. Mm. And Reagan? What is the uh, word you chose to write on your shirt today? Forgiven. Okay, and why did you choose that word? Because he forgave you and he died on the cross. Okay. All right. My sister in Christ, 
Um, have you uh, trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And do you commit to follow him all of the days for life? Okay. I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried in baptism with Christ and raised to walk in the newness of life. Desiree, I had the pleasure of meeting her in December. She and her family moved here from the island of Guam. And she told me all along that she really wanted to be baptized and today was the day she got to do it. Desiree, what does your shirt say? Grace. And what does that mean to you? Well, God's grace brought me back and continues, God, his grace continues to show me what it means to follow Christ. Do you commit to following him all your days? Yes, I do. Then I would love to baptize you today. <laughs> you want to hold your nose? Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I baptize you, sweet, sweet Desiree, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You can sit. And she's got a lot of friends and family here. So if you guys could stand so they could see all of you and she could see you. Yeah, go ahead. There they are. Okay. So, Ashby, what did you write on your shirt? I wrote ready. Why did you write that? Because I feel like I'm ready to start this journey with the Lord. That's right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I got to be there um, at the Dodgeball Y'all. She came and she played and she was in full costume. And as soon as the invitation started, she shot out of that chair. And she said, I am ready. So what a great word. We celebrate with you today, okay? Do you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you promise to follow him imperfectly every day of your life? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Then I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. my daughter Natalie and I just want to say that uh, my mother my mother your mother and I are uh, super proud of your journey so what, what did you write on your shirt today uh, saved. and why because Jesus saved us from our sins all right perfect and do you agree to uh, follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior yes all right and that I get ready baptize in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit
how this just showed up, but all of a sudden. <laughs> Good morning. This is my youngest daughter, McLean. Um, just want to say two things. Number one, praise the Lord. Number two, number two, thank you, church family, for investing in our our uh, kids and youth. Um, it's meant a lot. McLean, what's on your shirt today? Forgiven. And why do you have forgiven? Because Jesus died on the cross to forgive us from our sins. Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you promise to follow him? Yes. With that, I can baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Joshua Foster, and uh, Joshua is one of our kids, and Josh, you wrote something on your shirt. What'd you write, and uh, why? Faithful, because God is faithful to me every single day. That's right. Faithful, not just faithful with one L. You wanted to be all out with the two L's, <laughs> so that's good. Well, I'm excited about getting to baptize you. So uh, let me ask you, are you uh, do you believe that Jesus is your Savior? Yes. You're willing to follow him the rest of your life? Yes. Well, then I get to baptize you as my brother in Christ. So I baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism, ready to walk. Eli. Eli. Eli and I get to go to the same school together, and uh, I get to see Eli every day, treating everybody he's surrounded with with love and kindness. I'm happy to be here. So, uh, Eli, could you tell us what you wrote on your shirt, bud? I wrote safe because sometimes when I feel like I'm not safe, I can remember that I am safe with Jesus, and he will always be here with me to protect me. Amen. So Eli, do you believe that Jesus is your savior? Yes, sir, I do. And, and have you committed to follow him as Lord of your life? Yes. Okay. It's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is awesome, Mr. Carson. You can sit down right there, okay, bud? There you go. And his sweet mama, Mary. And we are so excited to be able to um, see Carson get baptized today. So Carson, can you tell me what you wrote on your shirt and why? I wrote saved because Jesus died on the cross to save our sins. That's right, that's right. 
And um, have you committed to follow Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Yes. You have. All right, buddy. Well, I'm getting ready to baptize you, so let's cover your nose, okay, real quick. There you go. All right, Carson, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good morning, church. I have my son Maddox here with me and my wife Ashley. Uh, why don't you tell the, the family here what you what you wrote in your shirt and why? Um, I wrote believe because believe is what got me here and believe is what will get me for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and died on the cross for our sins? Yes. Based on that confession, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. keeps multiplying literally we have there's a hole back here and stuff comes out of it hi this is Jackie Jackie you've written on your shirt the word loved tell us why you wrote loved on your shirt um, because when I've been alone, I felt very loved, oh my God, mm. and by a lot of people here. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and she's one of them. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Do you believe Jesus died on the cross to forgive you of your sin? Are you ready to follow him as your Lord? Yes. Awesome. It's on that profession of faith that we baptize you, Jackie, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Robin, and Robin is part of our deaf group that's right over here. Yes, big, big excited about that. Robin, you've written on your shirt, Believe. Why did you choose the word believe? Baptism is important. It's an important step in my spiritual journey. And so I'm excited to take that next step in my faith. That's awesome. It's beautiful. Do you believe Jesus is your Savior? Yes. You ready to follow Jesus as Lord? Yes. Yes, awesome. Well, we get to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ through baptism. Raised to walk.
This is Maria. Maria, you've written on your shirt, forgiven. Why did you choose that word? Because I've been forgiven of my sins and Jesus rose and has saved me. That's awesome. So you believe Jesus is your savior? Yes. You ready to follow him as your Lord? Yes, I'm ready. All right. I do. We get to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ through baptism. Raised to walk. This is Alejandro Fuentes, but we call him Alex. That's what you like us to call you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Alex started singing with us, what, I don't know, six months ago or so. Yeah. And I know you've been through some things like uh, even work and stuff, and you lost a, a loved one recently, but just seeing your faith just grow uh, as you've just believed that God is good and faithful. And so what word did you choose? Uh, freedom. Freedom. Why did you choose that word? Because he has freed me from sins. Yes, because God freed him from his sins through Christ. And so you believe in Jesus as your Savior? Yes. And do you commit, you have committed already to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. As Holly said a moment ago, always imperfectly, uh, but always by his grace. Yes, then I, it's my honor to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in new life. my joy and privilege to be standing here today to baptize one of my awesome volunteers but most importantly my friend um, who I have seen um, grow in faith in Christ um, she is wanting to do everything to live in love like Jesus mm. and I love her heart and so Jen can you tell us why what you wrote on your uh, shirt and why you choose to be baptized today. Yes, I wrote um, forgiven, accepted, and loved. And um, I accepted Jesus Christ when I was five years old. I totally understood how Jesus died on the cross for my sins and I prayed and asked him to forgive me of my sins. And the church we were going to at the time said I needed to be baptized, so I was, but I didn't understand what that meant. And ever since then, I've always had this feeling like I wanted it to be my choice, my decision, my public profession of faith. And I struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression and ADHD and um, I'm in counseling and one of the things I'm really working on is having my, my head knows that God loves me, that mm -hmm. God accepts me, God's forgiven me, but my heart still struggles. Mm -hmm. And I, in the service I felt God was telling me this is the time, he was telling me this is the time to make that public profession of faith. I truly do love you, I accept you and you're forgiven and loved and that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. It is my joy and my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
thank you for joining us today for Worship Online. If you're in our area, we wanna invite you to come to physically connect to your local church. We would love to help you to live and love like Jesus alongside of others who are doing the same. If you're from outside of our area, can I challenge you to find a local church in your area that's gonna preach the Bible and exalt Jesus? Smash the like button, subscribe, share with friends, and turn on notifications if you'd like to stay up to date with us. And thanks again for joining us.